It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, September the 10th, 2023, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and we are back live with another great program. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here to make it run smoothly as usual, of course. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from the metaverse by Linda Fisher, who is a member of Thrive Pavilion, a senior community that is entirely in virtual reality, which includes seniors who are members of the community from all around the globe. And Linda's going to tell us about her experience in Thrive. The president of Thrive, Robert Signor, was supposed to be here today, but he got delayed in in travels because of the weather. So um, we'll get to hear from an actual member about her experience. And then later in the program, I'll be talking about some more tips from out in the field for caregiving and advocating for our elders while living with passion. After the show, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with any website links that we discuss on the program. And you can hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts right after the show. And for information and to listen to previous programs going all the way back since we've been on Blog Talk Radio for the past nine and a half years, you can find all of that at my website, drmaricarpell.com. You can hear it all on blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And all of those podcasts are also on Apple Podcasts. And be be sure to follow me on Facebook for upcoming events and shows at Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a very brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere because we will be back very shortly with Linda Fisher to talk a pavilion, a community in the metaverse. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to prevent fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and look for any suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or call your local Medicare SHIP program at 
800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us from the metaverse, we have a member of the Thrive Pavilion community, Linda Fisher. I'm Linda, welcome. Hi, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for having me. I'm sorry. Rob got hung up in the transit. Um, I'm not actually in the metaverse right now. I'm just on my phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, but it sounds kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're going to talk about the metaverse. I'm sorry Robert couldn't be here, but um, but I think it's great that you're here because you can talk about your experience as a member of this community, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who are curious about what that's like and what it's about. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Thrive Pavilion, and then we can talk about what it is and, and what you do there. All right. Well, I guess I would I would have to go back to um, about 2018 when I got my first VR headset. Um I've always been a tech enthusiast. I got an iPad when it first came out. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I got it anyway, and it it sort of grew uh, all the different things that you could do. And then when I heard about virtual reality, that it was at a price point that was affordable and you didn't need any other equipment other than a headset, um, I bought the first um, version of... um, the uh, Oculus, and it was called the Oculus Go. Excuse me, I'm, I have like a um, chronic congestion and allergies, and, and yeah, that's one of the that's... reasons why I like uh, VR, because going outside is uh, sometimes, especially in this, in this extreme heat and, and uh, mm-hmm. muggy weather, it's, it's problematic. Um, so... Um, when I first started using uh, virtual reality, uh, the headset was called the Oculus Go, and it had um, some programs on it. You actually you put the headset on, and you have to um, load apps. And some of the apps are games, because um, a lot of people associate VR with uh, video games and shoot it, shoot 'em up kind of games. Uh-huh. Uh, but some are games and some are fitness related where you could dance to music or um, <clears throat> as as you move, you're actually moving within um, almost like a movie. It's almost like you're standing inside um, a, a production and you're a character mm-hmm. in it um, and things come at you and you have to hit them with sticks or um, push, punch them with your hands. And it gives you a, a real sense of immersion and feeling like you're actually um, physically doing something and uh, interacting uh, with objects uh, and little cartoon characters and, and robots and whatever the the, um, 
the developers of these apps um, tend to create. There are puzzle stories. And uh, mm-hmm. at first, uh, all of these apps were for single users. So it was just you. <clears throat> you would put on the headset and um, load the app on, <clears throat> play the game or do the puzzle. And then over time, they started um, creating applications where you could be in the same space with another person or other people. So you would put on a headset, and um, there's there was one app called Alcove that was developed by AARP, um, where it was a virtual living room, and mm-hmm. you could um, be like sitting on a couch and looking at a TV, and you could watch videos and. Uh, play some games and put pictures on the wall and you can invite people into your room so you could have as many as six or seven other people and these people um, were represented as avatars so when you um, sign up uh, and get a VR headset you create um, a representation of yourself called an avatar um, Mm -hmm. where you know and and your avatar could be look like you or, you know, look like a bunny rabbit or <clears throat> however uh-huh. you experience yourself. And you could change it. It doesn't have to be the same avatar all the time. So you interact with people as avatars. And and you do things together. And so uh, after the Go came the Oculus Quest, um, version one, and now there's version two. And version three is coming out very soon. And um, uh, Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook, formerly known as Oculus, um, now they're called Meta, um, they created the uh, Oculus Quest, the headset. They, they um, <clears throat> provide the hardware. Okay. okay. And they also have a, um, an application that they have developed. <clears throat> so there are many, many different applications that you can use with the Oculus Quest, uh, you go to a, a store like a, like a Play Store or a um, what do they call the iTunes Store if you want to mm-hmm. download something for your phone. Well, there's the Meta Store that you would <clears throat> go to to download something for your Quest. And so um, the one that Meta has created and it's free is called uh, Horizon World. Okay. And um, so uh, Horizon World is uh, multiplayer, and when you uh, log into Horizon World, you can visit um, many different spaces uh, that have all been created by Horizon users. So there's okay, a so, part of Horizon. So is Thrive Pavilion on Horizon World? Yes, yes. So, people can create. So, what is so what is specifically um, Thrive Pavilion? What is that? So, what is Thrive that Pavilion? It's a space in Horizon Worlds. Um, so, anyone on uh, on Horizon can go into the part of Horizon that lets you build spaces. So um, so Rob um, 
hired, I guess, a, a, a designer, or they're called creators, to build a space um, for Thrive Pavilion. So when you go onto uh, your Oculus and into Horizon, you can you you have a menu of all the available spaces, and if you mm-hmm. type in Thrive, uh, you'll see the Thrive Pavilion space <clears throat> come up in your menu, and you click on it. And so, so, t- so, so tell us about Thrive Pavilion. What's different about that? Well, the main focus of Thrive Pavilion is that it's for older adults. Um, okay. It's, it's a community that um, meets together. I think they we have maybe like 300 members now or, or more, maybe close to 500, although not, not that many people show up at once. Um, there's a calendar of events um, that uh, the, either the users have suggested, like we have a book club, um, we have – uh, a, a golf um, golf matches, uh, mini golf. We um, <clears throat> we we do improv games. We mm-hmm. um, th- there's just a full calendar of card games. Okay. So so, who, so um, is this? So let me ask you. I'm going to ask you a few questions mm-hmm. about this. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, so this is for seniors. Um, yes. That would be anyone. Anyone, 50 yeah, plus. Yeah. 50 plus. Okay. And yeah. do, do people have to be, um, you know, computer savvy to use this to, to join Thrive? Uh, actually, no, not really. I mean, there's a little bit of a learning curve for learning how to use um, your controllers to move around. But one great thing about Thrive is that if you're able to find it and get in, everybody will help you. I mean, nobody will make fun of you and nobody will, um, you know, because many times there are a lot of different spaces and they're inhabited by by kids or or by people who have no patience. Um, But Mm -hmm. in Thrive, you're with older adults, and we all know um, you know, even though some of us may have been savvy and may be very comfortable in VR, most people, you know, have to get their legs. Um, some right. people get a little motion sick. Um, other people take to it right away. Um, but it, it doesn't take long to to get it, you know, and, so, and Rob is very helpful. So to be in the Thrive Pavilion, you need what you just described. You need those uh, VR goggles. Right. Yes, you need a VR headset, and I believe mm-hmm. it's exclusive to the Oculus Quest. I don't think Horizon World okay. is on um, any of the other available VR headsets. Okay. And you're meeting with seniors, and I look through the calendar. It looks like you have a lot of social events. You have, like, coffee hour and, uh, like you said, the book club and bowling and, and games. So so when you're in this world, this metaverse, this uh-huh. virtual reality, you feel like you're actually sitting in a group of people even though they might look like a bunny rabbit or a cartoon right. version. Well, uh, the interesting thing with Thrive is that, you know, well, actually, um, Horizon avatars are, are all um, 
realistic, so you, oh, okay. you don't get into like bunny rabbits. But you can okay. have costumes. You can change your clothes, and sometimes you know you could look like a pirate, or you could look like um, you know somebody <laughs> like a hippie. Okay. Or, you know, okay. so you could be very whimsical with your with your um, with your clothes. But right. what I find is generally people keep the same avatar, so you start recognizing each other. And, yeah, so it's like you know, you're actually meeting up with them. It feels like you're meeting them in person. Right. You you really okay. do for, you form relationships. I mean, that's really the key part of Thrive is that you come to these events, you see people on a regular basis, and you learn about them, and you you start making connections, and then you look forward to meeting with them or mm-hmm. you know um, participating in the events or getting better at something, you know, like the golf game um, or bowling or bingo or, you know, and then if you find something on your own, um, you there's a, a, a group chat where you could make suggestions to people, hey, I found this video or I found this game, check it out. And then people form relationships and they can travel in VR uh, in other places other than Thrive or invite Thrive members to do other things that are not on the calendar at the mm. moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because- I have, I have a question. I have a, uh, some logistical questions. Sure. <laughs> Cause I'm mm-hmm. trying to get a picture of it. So when you're, when you're sitting, you have the VR headset on and you're meeting right. up with your, your newfound friends in Thrive Pavilion. Right. And, and you're having a discussion. Now, you, are you actually speaking out loud? Can they hear you when you're yes. speaking out loud? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're, you're sitting alone in your room. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe, your cat, maybe your cat is on your lap. <clears throat> um, and, you're, and you're speaking just like you would talk into a phone. Um, and so there's a microphone built into the headset. And the microphone will pick up your voice and your voice will be heard inside of VR so that the people around you and and there are settings that you could have to make your voice louder or to only hear people who are next to you or you can form a party with um, a a small group so that only you can hear each other and nobody else uh, around you can hear you so there, there are a lot of different ways to configure it but yeah you do speak and you are, you know, your avatar is seen and your mouth moves in VR. Your avatar's mouth moves when you speak. When and, you speak. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there's little um, indicators like your name tag is over your head. So when you're speaking, your name tag kind of flashes on and off so people know you're speaking. Okay. Um, now, when you're actually doing activities like bowling or golfing, are you moving your body mm-hmm. or are you, you are? Yes, you're moving your body. Um, Oculus uh, has trackers built in, um, little cameras built into the headset. So when you move your hand, your avatar's hand will move. If you, and, and you can have your avatar pick up objects like a bowling ball and and mimic an actual, you know, rolling of the ball. You you use the same movement you would use to actually roll a bowling ball. Um, and 
the um, the virtual bowling ball will leave your hand and go down the alley, and you'll either get a strike or a spare or whatever. Ah. Um, and um, but you you but are you won't feel you won't feel that anything. Um, right, you don't feel the weight. You don't feel the weight of it. Um, right. But you are moving. It's not tracking your feet though. It's only tracking your upper body, your your hands, and your head. Sometimes some games you need to move your head. And a little light moves around um, wherever your head stops. Okay. So. <clears throat> and like the coffee, I was <laughs> I was looking at the coffee uh, coffee clutch uh, that you have. Yeah. Do you bring uh-huh. your own? Do you actually bring your own coffee? Can you drink well, while you're <clears throat> doing that? Um, <clears throat> you can you can uh, drink in the physical world. You know, I mean, you, can. you can't. You don't have coffee in the virtual world, but in your room, if you want to be drinking coffee, um, you know, the headset covers your eyes and, you know, it sort of rests on the bridge of your nose. So your mouth is free, uh, and I guess if you want to drink coffee, you can. Um, Okay. So you have like a coffee that I saw that there's like a coffee time. You can actually bring coffee. Yeah, if you want to. I, I think that's kind okay. of more of a, uh, just a, a, a description. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Well, I love coffee, yeah. so I picked up on that. Oh. I was like, oh, good, that's coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You, you don't have to drink coffee. it alone. You yeah, have BYOC. Right, well, yeah. that's, that's the whole idea. The idea is that there are other people that you can socialize with and spend time with and, and get to know. Um, and the great part is, I mean, I'm 71 and I'm, I'm retired. Uh, I'm home a lot. Um, you know, I, I live in New York and in Queens. So, I mean, I do have the whole city at my feet, but like I said, in, in 90 degree weather and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even, I mean, of course, during COVID, this was, was very helpful um, sure. But I find even in post-COVID, um, I do spend a lot of time at home, and I, I say, oh, two o'clock. There's, you know, they're meeting up and drive. They're they're playing cards today, so um, I'm going to join them. Or and I have certain activities that I like to do. Others that I'm, you know, not either not available for, um, <clears throat> but the calendar is broad enough so that there's you know, plenty of different activities to participate in. And there are new people coming in all the time. So mm-hmm. they're being, you know, kind of being introduced and and uh, new games and experiences. And a lot of times the um, the world builders or the creators will, <clears throat> will, will um, share with us the kinds of experiences that they're building in Horizons and we'll visit. We'll get like special visits. Or there's one one person who um, does what they call world hops. <clears throat> so, like, I think it's Wednesday afternoon. Um, a bunch of us will get together and we'll visit six different uh, spaces in Horizon Worlds. And, you know, one might be like um, a splash party or a water park or, or um, a... Uh, a uh, murder mystery or a, mm. a bus ride or planes or whatever. I mean, whatever. These guys are very creative and, and um, imaginative. So whatever kinds of puzzle game or escape rooms 
there's all sorts of different things. It's it's pretty endless uh, what they can do. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the escape rooms, and I thought, well, I could do that in virtual reality, but I couldn't do it in real life. So that would be, that would right. be a good yeah. thing for me. <laughs> I would, yeah, well, I, the good part is no, you I could just take your headset off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and and all of these are all in fun. I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, the interesting thing is that a lot of us, you know, we're older adults. Many are retired. Some of us had very important jobs. You know, world travelers, and you know, um, I know I, I myself worked in a in a federal court, and we had very high profile cases, and you know, but when you retire, that's kind of left behind. And uh, mm-hmm. so finding like a new place and, you know, being silly and just hanging out with, with other people uh, who are smart and, and, and um, interesting. Um, it's, it's very hard to find that in, in, in the world, you know, as an older sure. adult. Sure. To find your people. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Do you have do you have discuss you know discussion topics that you you know sometimes you know the groups that have specific discussion topics that people are well, interested we did in for for um for several weeks Rob had somebody coming in from a a group called Aging is Cool and mm-hmm. um, she was leading discussions on subjects of interest to older adults. So they, that was actual discussion groups. And I really got a lot out of those. You know, we talked okay. about, um, um, you know, planning for the future. Um, we talked about loneliness. We talked about just different aspects of aging that only other people in that position would understand. And you really don't find that a lot where you could actually talk to other people your age um, about, you know, hey, uh, how are you modifying your bathroom so that you don't have to leave your house, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and go to assisted living? You know, <clears throat> that that kind of discussion is just not an everyday thing. So um, she comes once in a while now. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I, I, I like that kind of thing. Um, and yeah. uh, Rob... Uh, some of us work with the world creators too. We created, uh, or Rob created something called vignettes, where um, a member will connect up with a world builder or a, a creator, and they would build a world based on a memory uh, of the, the the older adult. So I know I have one about a memory mm. I had during the World Fair in 1964. And uh, uh, one of our members, Pat, um, did her whole uh, apartment that that she lived in, the kitchen, and and, uh, her parents, her her dad snoring in the the bedroom, and, um, you know, other, other, like, memorable moments uh, from the life of an older adult. And that's available to anyone on Horizon to visit, and it's, it's been very successful. So these are your memories, but you're inviting other people into them. Yes. Yeah. So you uh-huh. know, it's um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like story, like like creating a story, and you yeah. know, for other people. 
Yeah, that sounds really interesting for people to actually yeah. be able to see it rather than just talking about it. Right, right, and and interact with it. I know in, in my story there's a little souvenir hat with a feather that you could put on. Okay. You, know, you could put the hat on. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. That is so interesting. And it sounds like you have activities going on there, like any day of the week, any time of the day, pretty much. Is that pretty is that much right? Yeah, pretty much. It's you know, the calendar is, is getting more full uh every day and and like I said, members are starting to um communicate with other members, um to play games and do things um outside of five. But because of the the connections and the relationships, you know, they'll say, "Hey, do you, you know, do you have this app or that app?" And we, you know, let's play together because now they know each okay. other. So, are you meeting people from all over the country or all over the world? Well, they're what really all over the world. Uh, Horizon is. Um, we have some people from Australia, some people from the UK. Um, and others from, you know, different parts of the country, Texas and the East Coast and uh, some West Coast. Um, it, you know, timing is, is important in something sure, like that. you're all in different. So many different time zones. Yeah. Right. So, and it's in so real trying, time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you try to make events that everyone can um, can attend, but it's, it's difficult for some people. But like right. with our golf, um, our golf league, um, we pair up into teams, and each player will communicate with the other player to find a time that's mutual. Um, mm-hmm. So that works out. I, I play golf with somebody from the UK, so it's oh, usually wow. three o'clock Eastern time, which is my time, and he's in the UK, so it's eight o'clock for him, eight p.m. Right. Wow, that is very cool. Yeah. Yes, great. So um, how do people get on board? If people are interested in joining, um, how do they do that? Well, uh, there's a website, Thrive Pavilion, and you could sign up for the newsletter. But basically, if you have a headset and you set it up so that you have your avatar, and your username, um, and you download the Horizon World application on the headset, uh, all you need to do is um, click on the Horizon World application, and then when you come to the menu, um, search for Thrive, Thrive Pavilion. Okay. And when it comes web- up in your menu, you click on it and you're in. Okay. And the Thrive Pavilion website is um, thrivepavilion.org? Is that dot, correct? Dot org. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. If you give me a second, I'll take a look. I'm sure that's what it is. I just Does it have um, directions for people who are new to all of this? Is there a way um, for them to get actually, directions? Yes. Yeah, thrivepavilion.org. Um, on the home page, if you scroll all the way down, it tells you uh, getting to Thrive is easy, and it's, it shows you the headset, the Horizon World, and Visit Thrive. So it's just three steps, 
<clears throat> you know, get your headset, set that up, <clears throat> download Horizon Worlds, and then uh, visit Thrive Senior Community or just Thrive. And when you get there, the, the calendar is posted. So if there's nobody there, uh, it just means there's nothing happening at that moment. So it's best to come back when there's an event. Right. Wow. Well, this is all really intriguing. Um, it's really, I mean, it's amazing what, you know, what technology, how far we've come technologically and how it can actually work to connect people and form social relationships that we yeah, wouldn't normally it, have. No, it's true. I mean, it's very, um, it's a real mood booster, actually. You know, mm-hmm. and, and again, you have something to look forward to. We have a lot of members that are disabled um, that can't leave home or that are in wheelchairs or in bed or bed bedridden um, or they have um, uh, Parkinson's. And and so this kind of socialization, you really forget mm-hmm. your body. You forget your body. Your age doesn't matter. Your appearance doesn't matter. I mean, I could look like a slob and, you know, Nobody cares because nobody really sees your physical self. They just see your your self, you know, your interior self. I I would say. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So and nice. I, and this. Yeah. And you know, um, there have been a lot of studies recently about the effects of loneliness, especially in older adults, and um, yeah. how how absolutely. Um, detrimental it is on people's mental health and physical health and yes. with and with covid that just mm-hmm. you know es- just escalated it um dramatically right. so yeah. having this kind of um these kind of social relationships and and being able to engage in physical activity when people are not physically able even to right. do it in mm-hmm. the real world that's just amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it just, it just brings joy. It brings joy. It makes yeah. you feel like a kid. You're just horsing around, and uh, right. it's a very joyful <laughs> place. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds it. that so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for coming on to the program and telling us about this, because this is really, uh, you know, just amazing, and I hope a lot of listeners will be interested in finding out more about it. I, I'm going to be posting the website link on my website post about this show later. So if people didn't write it down, they'll, if they go to my website later, they can just click on the link. It'll be there um, later tonight. Okay. So That's great. thank you so much. And um, right. I, you know, I hope to maybe one day see you in the, see you in the virtual world. Yeah, <laughs> in the I, metaverse. I hope so too. Yeah, and we'll nice. have Rob. We'll have Rob come onto the show when he's able to talk about how he got this idea and how he developed it. So that'd be interesting yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. He's well. You know, he's our, our you know our leader. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, so. thank you so much, and you have You're a very welcome. good evening. Thank you. All you right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And I'm really excited about that development in the metaverse, a, a community for seniors and, and all of the wonderful activities and opportunity to meet so many people from all over the world. Um, I, I hope you're as, as excited as I am. And and um, I've spoken with Rob, and at some point in the future, we're going to schedule a time for me to actually give a talk in the metaverse um, at Thrive. So I am really looking forward to that. I'm just really excited. So I will let you know when that when that's coming up, when we have a date set. All right. So I do want to finish up. Um, the show with just a, I, I promise to talk more about tips from out in the field as a caregiver, an advocate for elders. Um, and I, I'm going to keep it a little brief, but I want to talk about family councils again. Um, and if you've been listening to the program, um, then you know that I have a mother who lives in a long-term care community on the other side of the country, and I um, organized a family council, a virtual family council on um, on Zoom. We're not in the metaverse, we're in Zoom. Um, and as it turns out, many family members live in different places, um, different states from their loved one who lives in a long-term care community. And a lot of the family councils got kind of shut down because of COVID, not being able to meet together in person. But then they, you know, as with every other um, type of work or getting together, interacting with each other, people found another way, either through the metaverse <laughs> or through Zoom. And, um, and the benefits of Zoom are that family members who don't live close by or have busy jobs and can't then leave the house when they get home from work to go to a meeting can then still make it to the meeting. And this has been a really big plus. And so I decided to start it, and we it grew pretty quickly because a lot of family members really wanted a family council, but they didn't know how to get one going, especially because of the limitations of being far away. And um, we have family members that live as far away from their loved one as I live from my mom, which is, I live about 2,000 miles away. And um, we have been extremely productive um, family councils really can be extremely powerful um, to help to improve the quality of life 
for loved ones who live in long-term care communities and really powerful at providing support for each other because we are all in this unique position of having our family member living in that specific long-term care community. And so we really know what each other are, are dealing with more than anyone else um, really can. So it's really a very powerful support system. And as I've talked about in the past, there is, um, and I've had guests on the program talking about this. I've talked about it. I've written blogs about it. There is an underlying ageism that exists in long-term care and in the whole healthcare community. Um, and it doesn't mean that the individuals themselves are ageist, but the system has been set up that way where um, residents in a long-term care community, for example, sort of have to fit in with the community rather than living their uniqueness, living out who they are. Um, everything is done in a way that is more efficient for the staff and for the community. And very few places have um, person, what we would call person-centered care, which is stability within the community to, to really um, care for each individual in the way that they need to be cared for. And in a way, what the Family Council is trying to do is to develop more of that person-centered care. We're sort of pushing the facility to say, hey, you know, this resident needs this particular thing and that resident needs that particular thing. And they, they're trying. They have care plan meetings. That is required that they have care plan meetings, and the care plan meetings all state what that person needs, and that changes over time, right, as things change with that with that resident. Um, but a lot of the staff don't necessarily read the care plan or follow it. So family council is kind of like the boots on the ground that um, help to, to notify the staff notify the administration that, hey, we see that this isn't working, that care plans are not being followed, or these regulations are not being followed. Even in the best long-term care facility, there are problems. Um, the goal of the Family Council is not necessarily to criticize and, and become the enemy of the administration or the nursing home, but to push it to be better. So, um, you know, I feel privileged that I've had the opportunity to create this and use what I've learned in working in nursing homes for many of my years of experience as a psychologist, um, 30 plus years, and I would say like 20 of those years I've worked in nursing homes, assisted living and um, independent living communities part of the week. And I've learned a lot. But being a family member has thrown me into a different position um, where 
I realized that it that there are things that I didn't know. And so I finally, it took a while for me to put together what I knew as a professional and now what I'm learning as a family member and to be able to say, okay, now I see what family members were complaining to me about, were telling me about when I was working with their loved one um, and things that I didn't realize were going on. As a family member, now I can see it. And, um, you know, we problem solve. We see the family council as a place to problem solve and then present um, what we have come up with to the administration. So we, I recently um, wrote a letter to the administration about an upcoming meeting that we're having where we invited some of the administrators to the meeting so that we can discuss our, our, what's going on, issues that have not been resolved. And um, in that letter, I, I told them what our mission is. So I want to find that, that letter. I thought I had it right here. Um, the, you know, the mission of the, of the family council is not to, as I said, be adversaries to the administration, but to be team players with the administration. Um, however, we are a team player that they didn't invite. So it's, you know, um, the law protects family councils, but administrators don't, um, don't necessarily ask for us to exist. Um, once we come into existence, then they have to respond to us. So that is a very um, interesting relationship to be a team player um, with an administration that didn't invite, invite you, but they are required by law to respond to you. So one of the ways of, of, of handling that is that we have been very strong in the things that we are requesting and we are persistent. Um, we don't just let it go if they don't respond or if they respond with a no to some of our requests but don't give a really good justification for it, but we are polite about it and we are respectful. So the mission that we shared in our most recent letter is, um, is this. This is what this is what we wrote as a family council. We as a family council want to share our mission and how this meeting with you is in alignment with this mission. We seek care of our loved ones as a team effort. We as essential people in our loved ones' lives often witness things that happen and are told about things that have happened by our loved ones or their neighbors that the administration and those leading the various departments might not see or know about. We are often right there, boots on the ground, so to speak. So we hope that the administration and department heads 
consists of the eyes and ears bringing up areas where there is room for improvement so that we can help to increase the quality of life for not only the residents who are our own loved ones, but for all residents who live in this community. There is always room for improvement and we are we are passionate about helping to achieve that as we all feel that we have skin in the game. When, since we are close to the residents but are not employees, we can often come up with different ideas for solutions to resolve issues by seeing things from outside the box. And the reality is that Family Council can point out concerns to be addressed for better health department survey results and better family and resident satisfaction ratings. We believe that we, we believe that we are all working toward the same goal for the residents to enjoy their golden years to their highest level achievable. Um, we will continue to persevere in this mission and we hope that we can do this within an atmosphere of trust and give and take with those in charge, even if we sometimes bring up difficult issues that we as family find to be important. So that's not always an easy pill for administration administrators to take, but I think it is really letting them know that, that we're not trying to uh, our goal is not to always challenge their power. It's really to um, work to create a better atmosphere for our loved ones. And if we can do that together, rather than as adversaries, then we will be more successful with that. Um, there is a law that is important to know that we as a family council just learned about, and that is um, it's, a, it's a policy, it's a federal policy that every nursing home that accepts funding from Medicare and Medicaid, if they have any residents that are paid by federal funds, which are Medicare and Medicaid, then they must follow this policy, which is not only that they need, that the administration needs to respond to individuals on the part of a family member or a resident, but even anything in writing by written to the administration by a family council or a residence council. And they need to respond in a reasonable amount of time. And if their answer is no to a request, then they need to give a reasonable reason, a reasonable rationalization for that. So that's important to know. Um, and um, I'll be talking more about um, family councils, and I've written a blog about starting a family council, and will also um, go back to some of my discussion uh, about the reasons that we need this, the, the ageism that exists in the system um, in, in long-term care and in healthcare. Um, it's just built into the system, and family councils are a way through to achieve what we want in spite of the ageism. On that note, we're gonna we're gonna end the program. Before we do, I want to let you know what's coming up. Um, next Sunday, we'll be off 
So we'll be playing one of our favorite recent shows as an encore. And then we'll be back live with another great program on September 24th when our guest Bob Eden will be joining us from Australia to talk about beating depression and living with joy. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and um, listen to the previous programs, go to my website, drmaricarpel.com. You can also hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts and it'll be there. For future programs and events, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions. And thank you to my guest, Linda Fisher, and thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring couple of weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any information on this program. 